Making Menuhin is made possible by a generous contribution from the Linhart Foundation. Tian Yuliao is from the sprawling industrial city of Wuhan in central China. His dad is a traffic cop who loves classical music. He inspired me to、uh, practice violin since I was five years old. His dad made sure the apartment they shared with his grandmother was filled with classical music. I remember that I, when I first listened to Beethoven Moonlight Sonata, I, I was very touched by this、uh, great music. He also made sure Tianyu stuck with the instrument. He's very strict and、uh, tough man. He's by my side when I was practice every day. Tianyu also liked to play basketball, but his parents thought he would hurt his hands, so he had to stop. He kept playing the violin each day, but he got to a point where it was just too much. I refused to practice for maybe one month, but that was during my very young age. I rebelled. <laughs> yeah. Although expectations were really high for such a young kid, he picked the violin back up. Now he's at the top of his game with an instrument that's changed his life. This is Making Menuhin: The Inside Stories of the World's Best Young Violinists. I think it's a very unique experience to be able to connect and communicate ideas with people through this inanimate object that is the violin. It's just a way to share my message through a medium that I think is almost better than language. The first time I played with an orchestra was there, and I was really scared. I was so terrified, but it was. So amazing! Every two years, the Menuhin competition takes place in a different city around the world. The competition was originally scheduled to take place in Richmond, Virginia, in 2020, but it was postponed to next year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Ahead of that, we're making this podcast to introduce you to some of these talented young violinists competing in what's known as the Olympics of the Violin. A musical, cultural, and educational exchange founded by Yehudi Menuhin. I'm your host, Sarah Schilling. On today's episode, we hear from Tianyu Liu. He's 21 and currently attends college in South Carolina, where he says he still doesn't play basketball. I'm Tianyu Liu. I am from、uh, Wuhan, China. I study at College of Charleston. I'm a music major. This is my junior year. Tianyu began studying with his first teacher when he was about ten years old, a violist from the Wuhan Philharmonic Orchestra. He is a very nice guy, but also very strict and very tough. I remember that、uh, he brought me to his house to live、uh, with him and to practice with him every day during the summer vacation or winter、uh, winter vacation. Living with his violin teacher was an Interesting experience. Tianyu says he ate well because his teacher cooked up great traditional dishes, but the studying was almost nonstop.、Uh, it's pretty stressful because I practice from the morning from eight to twelve, and then we eat, and then、uh, in the afternoon after a, a short break, we started to practice again, and.、Uh, Pretty same in the evening, so a lot of practice, and then he correct my playing.
he still remembers the grueling weeks learning to play Bach's Sonata No. 1 in G minor for solo violin, a really difficult piece for a 10-year-old. Things didn't ease up. A few years later, he started traveling to Suzhou, China, 700 kilometers each way to lessons with Li Qinxiao. My father took me to take lessons with her every week for a uh, take type speed train to have lessons with her. It's about 12 hours round trip. Tianyu was a teenager sitting for hours at a time on the long rides east with nothing to do but silently study scores. He often had barely enough time to grab a bite to eat before his lesson. I feel like the music is not uh, interesting to me at that time because it's so stressed out. I couldn't stand with that, but I I didn't give up uh, this career. Tianyu wasn't the only one sacrificing. His mother took a job in Tibet to pay for his travel to Suzhou and his lessons there. This made him try even harder. He says his parents sacrificed so much, he couldn't let them down. Tianyu Liu decided to follow his teacher, Li Qinxiao, to the College of Charleston to continue his studies. Living in the United States took a lot of getting used to. When I moved to Charleston, I, my English was not very good. And uh, I didn't have a lot of conversation with my peers and uh, my classmates. Sometimes I got confused. I still remember that was very embarrassing. Uh, when a classmate asked me, uh, how are you? I said, thank you or something. <laughs> he noticed something else, too. A big difference between how music is taught. In China, says Tianyu, technique is emphasized. In America, I think uh, we are more focused on the music itself. The harmony, the, the music lines, the phrases. It's more interesting to, to play the music uh, when, when I think of this kind of way. For this piece, this is not technically very difficult, but emotionally, it's a very interesting piece. This movement should be very simple and I need to maintain the consistency of the whole piece because it's like a heartbeat, like bim, bim, bim. It's very steady, I think. I did a, a little bit analyze of this piece, the harmony changes, like the diminished chords. I need to bring them out to express the emotion, like the, the pain uh, which 
Bahak was suffering because he lost his wife at that time. So, yeah, I was just trying to feel that emotion. Imagine getting up on stage in front of hundreds of people. It can be nerve-wracking even for accomplished musicians. That awareness that all these people are watching you and judging your performance can hinder your ability to relax. So some act like the audience isn't there. They try to lose themselves in the music. Tianyu does things differently. He's intentional about engaging with the audience. I like to uh, look to the audience to see the reaction they have. Like, I always see some smiling face and that could help me to relax myself because I know my music can touch people, can make them happy or, or moving them, you know. Tianyu also performs to much smaller audiences, like at hospitals in Charleston. You'd think this might be a venue with less pressure, but it poses different challenges. I have to get their attention because these people don't know music uh, very much. They're non-musicians, of course, and then some people will walk around and then they will be distracting. So I need to stay my focus on how to express uh, myself to them. So that's uh, kind of difficult. Bringing live music into unusual settings is also something that Yehudi Menuhin did frequently. Sometimes he'd play at prisons or at schools that didn't have music programs. Tianyu considers Menuhin an inspiration. Yehudi Menuhin is a very great person. He's my idol for many years, not only because he plays violin very very great, but also he's a great humanitarian. He established the Menuhin Music School and he helps a lot of young people. He teaches young students and help them with their career. And then he did a lot of like free concert to those soldiers during the Second World War. So that's very touching for me and uh, I would like to being part of this event, which is it's kind of a heritage of him.
Nan Yu Liu is a senior competitor in the Menuhin competition and a student at the College of Charleston in South Carolina. Tian Yu performed the third movement from Bach's Solo Violin Sonata Number、no. Two in A minor, and the first movement from Eugene Yusai's Solo Violin Sonata Number、no. Four. He was recorded by Bruce Roberts at ARP Studio in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> Making Menuhin is a production of VPM. Thanks to the Linart Foundation for its financial support. Today's show was produced by me, Sarah Schilling, and managing producer Peter Solomon. Peter also mixed the episode, and it was edited by executive producer Catherine Comp. Our theme music is from Telemann's Fantasia Number、no. Ten for solo violin in D major, performed by Kaylee Kim. West Swing performed and recorded additional music for Making Menuhin. Our digital and support team includes Angela Masino, Ashley Branch, Louise Keaton, Benay Mosby, Gavin Wright, and Marshall Lloyd. Steve Humble is VPM's chief content officer. Support this show by going to vpm.org/donate. Find more Making Menuhin episodes wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It helps spread the word about the show. I'm Sarah Schilling. Until next time, keep practicing. VPM.